0: Of
1: all kinds. Relax. Enjoy the music.
0: Okay, I only just got the mini fridge. It's so good. Yeah, it's Having little... actually cold drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a chili bin for ages. And then I was just offering people like warm beers and stuff. I was like, this is, <laughs> I gotta get the fridge. I gotta get the fridge going.
1: Would you like a warm beer? <laughs> yeah.
0: Literally, that was happening. It was Because it gets so hot in here as yeah. well. The chili bin just does it. literally next to nothing. Have you got any tips for uh, getting songs out of your head? I've had a song stuck um, in my head for like the last month and I just can't get past it. <laughs> Getting it out of your head. Yeah, because I've had people say like, oh, you just listen to it again and again and it'll eventually just fade oh, out. Like a so- but I keep I keep listening to like it. Like an I just already it. written song? Yeah, like, like an actual song. Not like creatively. Uh, thought, like, yeah, just creative. like a song that is like there. How can you get it? A- because that Whoopty song by CJ, <laughs> that's been in my head for a whole Bitch, month. Bitch, I'm in love with the blue cheese.
1: Whoopty. <laughs> it's Sometimes just such a good no, beat man it's, and
0: it's just it's there and I just cannot get rid of it and I'm I'm constantly playing over the the drum patterns in it and I'm yeah. just like cannot get the song out of my head bro, it's that crazy that song is fire that's a good honestly,
1: song honestly well, bro I'll just say personally I, I like to over listen to music anyways yeah, right. so a lot of music that I listen to whether it's been stuck in my head I listen to it so much that I'm like don't want to hear it anymore. sure
0: like on, on purpose. Like you try and just like, phase it out and get on. I think the next that's time, just
1: or? that's just who I am. Bro. Yeah, like, right. Even with when I make my own music, I just over listen to things right once i like something i just od like overdo it yeah so. it's
0: it's hard it's hard to find a balance and there's is such a difference between when you're listening to music for pleasure and then when you're listening to music when you're making it because when you're if you like i do the same with like playlists like i'll have a playlist of songs that i'll listen to constantly like over and over yeah and i just wear everything so dry but like that's the only stuff i want to listen to at the time because it's yeah. just like the I'm, hottest picks that i have at the moment i'm exactly so just getting bored of it but like creatively it can be dangerous because you can get like, depending on what stage you're at in the in the beat making process or the song writing process, mm. like if you're, if you're sort of 90% of the way through the track and you sort of listen to it over and over and over and you're not really changing much, it's hard to actually break out of that because you've, you've feel like you've got this ingrained idea of what the song is. So yep. it's hard to actually tweak things. Do you ever come across that?
1: hundred percent, bro. Like I'm like that with pretty much every song I have, like I would have listened to it. At least over a thousand times before I list, like release a track.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I but don't know. Fair if, enough. Though, like,
0: like, it's weird. It must be so weird actually getting to that point of putting a song out there.
1: Well, it's so like every song I've released right now has never been like within the same year. It's always like True. I released a song a year later
0: because there was a big build up to that Batman drop. That mm. was that was on the radar for ages. Whoa, like, oh, Batman is this was going to be dropped.
1: <laughs> Batman was meant to come out, like, 2018.
0: Really? And that was only last year, wasn't it? Yeah, like,
1: recently last year. That's crazy. You've been sitting
0: on there for ages.
1: November, September. But I I just sit on, like, I have heaps of work. But for me, it's, like, the music I'm making now to what people have been listening for me is, like, me trying to, like, kind of link that together. Right. So, like, because I could drop, like, new release stuff that I'm with, that I've already made. Yeah. But I feel like, okay, would this throw people way off? Yeah, right. So right now I'm just trying to like build it on track. But it could also just be like insecurities, bro. Yeah,
0: for sure. And there'll be a lot of that in the the process, like being an artist of any kind, there's always something that's holding you back from really doing what you feel like you could do.
1: 100%. Like, again, with me listening to my tracks, it's also like part trying to be a perfectionist, but a lot of it is insecurities as well but yeah, like, for sure and i'm sure a lot of artists go through it as well but man in terms of production
0: you you're getting your beats from other people aren't you you don't yes. do much in the beat making process is no. that right or do you dabble at all
1: um i've tried to i tried i have fruity loops i i try to make beats and stuff but i don't have the patience for it yeah fair enough um it can be quite tedious it's like just with anything the more work you put in like, it will show a result, but I just don't have the time for that. Yeah, I fair. want results, like, now.
0: Yeah, for sure. So when you're listening to, so that being said, when you're listening back to a track that you're you're making, mm. um, it's, it's really just vocals that you're putting onto it and that that sort of thought process, I suppose. So when you're sort of listening back to things, you're really, I suppose you've already chosen the beat, so you're pretty happy with that as, so, as that is. So it's purely just like a lyrical thing that you're looking at?
1: Yes. Um, It also depends who sends me a beat. like if it's one of my homies like one of my homies tj he goes by z he makes beats as well he's really good at making beats so if i've done something on his track i know like okay i have the option to like switch things up that i want switched up at certain stages of the song and just to meet how i want the song to sound but um yeah a lot of it is like me just reciting okay does this ad lib sound good um maybe do I need to like switch the flow at this certain point, just small things like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's so I admire people that can write lyrics. I say this to almost everyone that comes on, but the amount of times that I have, have tried to put lyrics on something that either I've made or listened to, it just, I cannot get it, man. And I I just can't, I can imagine these points where you, you find that the things you write down are sometimes like, at least this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. I would, if I was doing this sort of thing, A a lot of the lyrics just come off as like corny. ever listen to some back and be like damn that line kind of sucked
1: bro like my (laughs) first years of like writing music was just at well at the point i thought i was really good but i I thought i was like the nicest dude (laughs) out but listening back to that music bro just garbage but um yeah even now to this point like i do have moments where i'm like okay this lyrics kind of whack yeah fix it up but i think like i said earlier the more you do things, the better you get at them, bro. So For sure. Just Naturally. a lot of practice and hard work. Definitely, definitely.
0: And it's it's hard to look back at yourself because you know it in the moment of when you were making that thing at school. Yeah. But time really does <laughs> tell, like, what are you actually talking about at the time? And especially if it's more, like, emotional stuff. Like, when, when you approach tracks now, I suppose it's dependent on the beat and your mood and everything. But are you sort uh-huh. of more reaching towards, like, I don't know, a certain type of lyrics like involved in the genre of music that you're in or is it more just really what you're about and what you're doing is it more like sort of sentimental stuff as well
1: um it varies i know it's bro. pretty broad but yeah like for me it varies bro like i'll say at the moment i'm trying to make like kind of um vibe music towards like females like just true, true. songs that girls would like <laughs> but then again like i could do that today and tomorrow i'll wake up feeling some type of way and yeah. i want to Right on a drill track, yeah, for sure. Go crazy, like, just talk nonsense, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, when did you? When did you jump on the drill sort of thing? Has that always been part of your like um, music, or
1: when idea? I suppose. I'm trying to think. When was the first like, time I?
0: I forgive me. There's a, f- a song of yours that came out a couple years ago. I can't remember the name of it. Um, the the video was like at nighttime. You're on this big sort of like staircase. Nighttime. I can't remember what the oh, track's called. Oh, forgive oh, evil. me. Evil.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: that was kind of like bordering on the drill sort mm. of scene. And I was like, okay, where are we going with this? So and then you sort of really emerged in that drill beat. So where did that all sort of come from? You just um, sort of switched on or was this something that you sort of had planned?
1: So with the music I listen to, I don't really listen to American music. I think the American scene is like oversaturated. It's right. just like. It's pretty it, pushed in your face, yeah. Edgar, isn't it? Yeah. and. Since like maybe 2012, 2013, I started listening to like the UK scene, and I just started hearing like the beats they were going on, and I was like, "Yo, this this is crazy." So I made Evil 2016. Um, pretty much, I just found the beat on YouTube. I just really liked the beat, and I was like, "Yo, I'm the I'm the only one doing this." Thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had I hadn't heard like this was way before Aussie drill and yeah, yeah. New Zealand drill all popped off. So I was just enjoying that beat and i wanted to try it so
0: it's a it's such a fun genre i feel like
1: 100 percent. i love like the whole beat pattern like the hi-hats everything about it just yeah. slaps to 808s me.
0: just sounding a lot Bro. more immersive in that drill mm. scene yeah for sure do you think that it, that it is starting to get a wee bit because, like, you listen to songs like Whoop D and all the stuff that Pop Smoke had put out, all that drill movement into, like, American trap music. Do you think it's going to start to get oversaturated like American trap is?
1: Um, I think so.
0: I mean, like... Because that, that song, that Whoop D song came out in, like, July, I think, has over, like, 100 million views now. It's like, people are going to latch onto this. Yeah. Like, the people are doing beat breakdowns of that song. Like And, of course, already Pop Smoke sort of solidified that mm. genre as well. I think it's and just going to...
1: That's what's like been happening right now. So with the drill mute like movement it started in Chicago, Chirac, two thousand twelve, and then it. Um, so people in the UK just started like copying that style because it was street life that they could relate to. Right. So
0: so so there's a difference between Chicago drill and UK drill. Yeah. And is, New New it, is it is it purely in like the the, the lyric, lyricism? Um, or is it purely to do with like the beat? Because so, like, I've heard Chicago, I think I've heard Chicago Drill, and Chief it's not Keith. when I hear Drill, I don't think of that. It's quite
1: different. So yeah, with Chicago Drill, that was like Chief Keef, Little Dirk, King, OTF, King Von, all those people. So um, the, lyrics, the lyrics are the same thing. They were talking about violence, like violence, how they grew up in the streets, all that. That's the same in the UK, but what changed the UK game was... A whole production of beats, right? So, what's now happened is now they're taking production from the UK and bringing it back to the US, right? So,
0: so, it, so it had it had sort of already stemmed in Chicago, yeah, and then sort of oh, it's like a Chinese whisper sort of thing. It's yeah. going back and forth and changing. That's crazy,
1: yeah. But like, it's it's global now, bro. It's, I, I was scrolling it's through good. Instagram and I saw like Ghanaian drill, bro, like African <laughs> drill. I was just like, yo, that's crazy, but that's sick. Yeah. So
0: definitely. Yeah, well like the big part about like you sort of you see those trends happen and you see them spread out everywhere and you go, "Oh, now it's everywhere." Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But like it's sick because people are seeing that in a lot of cases as a reason to start making music, mm. you know? Like that's a genre that perhaps appeals to them so much that they have to go, "Oh, well, I have to do my version of this." You know, 100%. it's just sending inspiration everywhere. Granted like like to use your your turn of phrase. Oversaturated, it mm-hmm. can get to that point, and I think like American trap music is yeah. definitely at that point now. Like hip hop being like the number one genre in the world, like that's pretty crazy for a genre like that, and it is just everywhere. Like typical pop artists and like a lot of EDM like artists are now using mm-hmm. trap sort of drums in their production uh, as well. Like that's 100%. just everywhere now. You can't get around it. Mm. That's just where that's just where it's at.
1: Yeah, like I mean. I don't blame people for like hopping on it. Like, it's, it's human nature to kind of want to like evolve and shit. So, with every new genre that comes, people are just going to hop on it. Yeah. Like, it's natural, right? Yeah. And it's
0: because people want to succeed, right? And if people are in the industry and they want to do well, they're going to typically want to do something that's going to appeal to the masses, right? Like, it's pretty hard to sort of define a genre of your own and make that popular on your own. Right. Like, that's a slow burn and, if and- you're really going to get that out there.
1: Especially if it's like a new genre as well. So I shout out to everyone doing it, man. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: It's crazy to see where like like where you can actually take yourself these days. Like the the tools that we have at our hand in twenty twenty one now, like through the internet and everything. You could you could blow up from Dunedin, Facts. which is a crazy thought, you know. Facts, bro. It's so sick.
1: And like look at the I guess in the generation that we're in, like social media generation, everyone can blow up, bro. Like, it's all in your hand. Yeah, you Film a 10-second video. Literally in your hand. Yeah, yeah. you film a 10-second video, and that's it. You're on your way. Yeah, uh, um, Yeah, man.
0: One of the first times I realized that, that you could do anything you wanted pretty much with your phone, um, was one of the Night Laval songs back in, like, 2015. Yeah. I'm not good with my music history, but... Not that this is history, but he <laughs> shot one of his videos on an iPhone, like just the whole thing straight, no cuts, anything, just on an iPhone. And that was his video. And that was kind of like,
1: oh, oh shit. Jesus, like
0: <laughs> you really can do anything. Like, and, and the thing is, you know, no one would have really known that for a while. It was just content you see there. It's yeah. a video. It's born. It's like all he had to do was get his mate to come out with him and be like, can you just film me and I'll just put a crazy fit on that night and we'll just shoot this video. Yeah. It's like, wow, you really can get anything done.
1: Well, I've like recorded reference tracks. On my iPhone. like True. With just the old, you know, the, the wired Just the earbuds TVs, with yeah, I <laughs> found like an auto-tune app and just like <laughs> laid vocals down. And it, it goes hard. Bro, yeah. Like, There's just, I don't know, I'm glad to be in this generation where things are so easily accessible to everyone. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. Is that a big part of your process, doing that recording? Because I imagine, again, this is me trying to relate to it. I feel like if I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the studio today and I'm going to make a song or I'm going to mm. put lyrics down on the speed or whatever it is you're going to do. You can't always get the results yeah. you want at that time, but you might be walking down to the dairy or something, and being like, "Oh, that's a sick melody," and you record it. Then yeah. there, do you find that happens more often than when you're actually in the studio?
1: That's mostly my creative process, bro. Like, most of the times, I'm just chilling at home, writing shit, writing on my phone, writing music, like recording myself on the phone. be prior to going to the studio. If I'm going to the studio, I want to like get in and get out, like yeah. make sure I've banged the workout. But um, most of the process for me is really just writing. Writing, doing that whole process, and the recording part is like a cherry. I already know what I need to do. I already know how I want it to sound. Even though sometimes it doesn't turn out the way I want it, but it's like 80% complete by the time I'm... In the studio. That's
0: sick. And I suppose most of the time when you are going to the studio, you've already got those those notes and recordings that you've done already. So you've got something to achieve when you're there. Yeah. So how many people have you got in the city working with you at the moment, like in terms of producers? Like what what is a studio session for you? Like where are you going? You know, if specifically tell me, but like Shout who out are you Carla with? Like-
1: Studios. Um that's my boy Andre. He's running that. It's out by New World Gardens. Sick. Um, so that's his spot. Dre owns that, so I'm going usually i would usually. I do all of my recordings there. Um, Producers wise, in Dunedin, I'd say Z is the only one I'm working with, like as a producer, but I'm working with artists like Timmy, Timmy the First, Z, just us boys, just the Voss boys. Um,
0: So tell me about that, because I'm a wee bit out of the loop with that group and who's involved in that, and for people that don't know listening.
1: Yeah, so um, Voss stands for Very Odd Rap Squad Can Entertain. It's spelled different, but check us out.
0: So I didn't know that's how you actually <laughs> pronounced it until now. So yeah, that's, it's that's Voss like me. the water. Yeah.
1: Stay wet. So. <laughs> but. Um,
0: so how did that all come together?
1: Yeah, so I I started Voss. I think it was just me, really. This was like 2017. I was chilling in my room and I was like, yo, VOS, get a cool collective. Because I've been wanting like. A group going for a while, bro, because I think things always work out better in numbers. Definitely. Like, so uh, I was already friends with like Timmy and TJ and Sol. So, like, why not have my brothers in the group? And that's how it started. Makes sense. It was just, pretty, yeah, it's just the brothers, the homies get together and try succeed in this game, see how it goes. And you
0: feed off each other that way, you know, you give each other ideas, like, I presume most of the time you're there with each other and for each other, so 100%. it's easy to bounce off and make ideas, because it can be such a tricky journey when it's just a solo mission, you know, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. 100%. It's just like any, anything out, outside of music as well, like any group that you have to go and do something with just makes it all the more exciting. Like, what's the point of writing a song a whole day in your room if you can't show anyone, you know?
1: Yeah, like... At the beginning of us, like, we had just random people. Like, we tried to do, like, this big Dunedin (laughs) super group. And it just felt like, not that people weren't into it as much, but, like, we knew that with us four, we could, like, really focus on it and actually do something with it rather than have, like, ten people. And, like, we barely know these ten people. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a good number, four. Mm. Four or five is good because it can get. (laughs) oversaturated. If you have too many people in the group 100%. like you've got too many people to keep track of there's always going to be probably a couple that want to like step up further than yeah. others like it's a big I big mean even with
1: to... with the four like sometimes we're like when we have to perform as a group we're like No, nah, I want this song but then yeah, there's yeah. not enough for this song like so that plus like six other people would have been crazy.
0: That's a, <laughs> that's so cool. So do you have songs collectively or is it all just like your um, work under under the group? Like when you perform, are you sort of all doing your individual performances or?
1: So we, as our set list goes, like we all collab with each other. We have a few songs that all four of us are on. And then we have songs that like, I would have featured on someone else's track or something like that. So when we perform, we just try to get our featured songs with each other's together because we're performing as Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And then we'll also like, do your individual tracks. Like if at the end of the day, what we want to do is pu- put out the best shot. Like yeah. if someone's coming to a show, we're trying to make them have a good time and remember us. So if it's individual songs, if the song slaps, it slaps and that's how we go about it. Like, yeah,
0: definitely. That's so cool. And that, that'll make it so much more enjoyable being on excuse me, on stage as well, because you've got all the more things to sort of like, you can, you can take yourself out of it for a while while someone else really goes in on their song, you know, and you can just be the hype person. Like, that's so cool. Like how how many shows of your own can you compare to a show with the group that, you know, it feels different. Like I suppose there's more pressure when it's just you on stage.
1: Yeah. Like again, back to the same thing I've been saying, there's things work out better in numbers. Like you can do a show by yourself. And it'll still be lit, but you can either do like by doing a show with other people. It just creates a whole different dynamic.
0: Yeah, like, definitely. Have you um, when it is just you performing? Have you still got like a hype man there with you, or is it you just going out on your own? Is that something you want to nail?
1: Um, when I have performed by myself, because um, you did
0: orientation last week, didn't you? Um, last week, last, last, last year.
1: year. Yeah, I did. It, I did it with the with Voss with the homies. Sure, um, that was sick orientation was so sick can imagine it was dope packed out it's just really dope um but i've done much like shows by myself in melbourne where i was just like on stage by myself like i still need to do i still do what i need to do like at the end of the day i'm here to put on a show whether i'm by myself or by the group Mm. so either or like i'm fine with it i'm comfortable i think i've been doing shows for while now so I'm, i don't get nervous or anything like that
0: It's good it's a good place to be in mm. what do you remember your first show being like first time on stage
1: first time on stage um first time on stage it was at jack hills true oh <laughs> i was there for that <laughs> yeah it was Sick. A, yeah i remember that it was at jack hills that was my first time bro <laughs> this whole story <laughs> let me tell you the story from the start this ties into how i even began rapping bro so um I was walking around with a homie, and I think, um, what's Pavement? What was the name? Quest. Yeah, when Pavement was Quest, um, me and my homie were just, like, going through the shop. I don't know how this came, but Jono was working at, at disc, and I think he said something like, oh, you guys look dope. Do you guys do music or something? And I'm like, oh, not really, but I, I can rap, kind yeah. of. And I busted out like a freestyle for him. And True. He's like, Bro, that's actually pretty good. i got to... <laughs> He's like bro That's pretty good I've got a homie Who has a studio and stuff You should go like Say what's up to him no shit And then he directed me To Jack Hills <laughs> So I get them And I'm like yo Your homie Jono Says you have a studio and shit And he's like oh yeah Freestyle It's all Freestyle bro. Oh And then he's like Yo I'm having a show Like Next week Why don't you come on stage with me Hype me up and shit And that's then so quick And then bro It's <laughs> so quick He's like Come 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 hype me up on stage. And then after that, I'll record you guys' tracks. And oh, I'm shit. like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. And that
0: was, all, that was Jack Hill?
1: That was Jack Hill, bro. Oh, shout
0: out. That's crazy.
1: Shout out, Jack Hill. That's um, so cool, man.
0: That's such a, <laughs> such a quick turnaround.
1: Bro, I had like, prior to that, I was like, me, my homie Tibby, and TJ, we were just like writing raps. Like just in a bedroom, just fucking around. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, just fucking around pretty much like for fun nothing serious but until that day i met jonah and jack and did that shit i was like yo this shit's pretty cool so after after we opened for jack he recorded me like it was like a five mixtape so
0: so what did you perform on the night if you hadn't had anything recorded
1: but i didn't perform nothing bro i didn't perform anything so i was just hyping him right oh right and then i think the night that you came that would have been the second time i was on stage but this time i actually performed oh okay so after uh, back to the back to the first story i i came and um hyped jack up finished that he recorded our first like five tracks bro like <laughs> that shit was trash <laughs> five <laughs> was, tracks that's bro, decent it was so bad like at the time we thought it was lit bro. I, dropped the, I dropped that shit <laughs> you'd on be Sound. so excited <laughs> i dropped that shit on soundcloud like <laughs> It got a few plays, bro. A couple thousand plays, like, people were telling me it was good. Hey, I don't trust any of you guys who told me (laughs) that shit was good. I've listened to it. It was trash. But, yeah, after that, so I had those five tracks ready to go. And then Jack is like, I'm having another show. Come perform this time. And, yeah. That's so cool, man. That's so sick, bringing other people up like that. Yeah, that That was was so dope. Like, again, if I hadn't met, if I hadn't even come to Dunedin, bro, I would, like, no interest in making music, so... Yeah, true. I'm glad I came here, bro. Definitely.
0: Mm. Well, that's the thing with Dunedin is because it is so so small, which is sort of I guess one of its it's the you know, the things that people don't like about it. That story sort of proves why Dunedin is so good because like there's so there's so few people doing certain things that it is actually quite easy to like impress someone because you can be like, oh, you rap. Like that would have been crazy in Dunedin like five years ago, you know, like not that there weren't people rapping in Dunedin, but mm. just like people that are actually out there wanting to do it. And someone's like, yo, like I've got someone else that does it, like let's hook you guys
1: up. 100%. Like how
0: often would that happen in, in like Wellington or Auckland? Like oh. I haven't really experienced mm. that sort of thing, but I can imagine it is, is quite congested with people that are wanting to do that, you know, it's hard to stand out. So that sort of makes sense that, that situation happened yeah you know? like
1: bro I got so much love for this city for like that reason bro. like a lot of people that I've met have become like really good friends from Dunedin so just I I, I, I kind of understand people who are like tired of the city because like well most people are just being here all their lives so obviously if you live somewhere you want to branch out and move but Dunedin's dope bro like it's fucking dope
0: You've, been, you've lived in a few cities over the last few years. Have yeah. you you've obviously been in Melbourne and stuff like that.
1: Melbourne, Townsville, Wellington, Palmerston North, Dannyburg.: True. Just
0: that's a lot. What, what stands out to you about any particular place? like you're pretty happy with Dunedin at the moment, but like what was really happening in other cities, like what was it like being in Melbourne in the music
1: scene? So um, Melbourne, I don't really live in Melbourne, but I stayed in Melbourne for like a few months, eight months, because my sister was out there and I was kind of summer break type shit. But, bro, Melbourne is the best city I've been to personally. Price, yeah. Like, just that whole art scene, especially if you're an ad- artistic individual, like, you're going to enjoy it. And wh- one thing I have f- I found there what there's something for everyone, bro. Mm. Like, whatever you're into, you will find it there. Like, I remember going to, like, strictly hip-hop clubs where you have to dress a certain, like, hip-hop way True. to get in if you're like dressed in a button-up and a t-shirt you can't get in <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I i fully enjoyed that experience um other places was like townsville my my family lives there my family's in townsville so i was mostly with the family um i was in mount Isa. have you heard of mount Isa? i bro? haven't bro. <laughs> mount Isa is like in the outback of australia oh, i wow. said there's like Around maybe five thousand people, maybe. I'm not too sure. That's time. But uh, bro, this was like when I came from New Zealand and came from New Zealand and it was like my first time moving to Australia. Just got there, had no friends, bro. Shipped off to boarding school in the middle of fuck all.
0: Whoa.
1: And um I was like probably one of the only black people at my school, bro. So it was it was such a weird experience, bro. Like it was. I don't know. I've just had heaps of weird experiences like that because I'd always been moving, like every three years. Yeah, right. So building connections has always just been weird with people. So Mount Isa was. It was different. It was yeah. a weird time in my life. So. Yeah.
0: How so? How long ago would that have been?
1: When that you were in was, school, obviously. Yeah, like twenty twenty eleven and twelve. Yeah, right. So that
0: would have sort of been pre-music stuff. Yeah. So, like, in terms of cities that you've been in, like while you're making music, like have you have you had like you would have played shows over the most of the country, I presume.
1: Um, I've played mostly Dunedin, Wanaka, Christchurch and Wellington.
0: How long were you in Wellington for when you were there?
1: Um, Wellington, I was there for like almost like a couple months, six, seven, eight.
0: Did you hook up with any people while you up there, like producers or anything?
1: Um, nah. Like this. this, are you talking about now I'm when I'm making music yeah,
0: now yeah um I just want to sort of get a grasp of like how other cities compare to Dunedin in terms of like the music scene if you have any sort of insight to that
1: So when I went to Wellington it was mostly for a show bro sure. like I was there
0: You went there done there the show,
1: Yeah and then dipped out But um I like the Wellington scene bro from what I know about it like well, what I did know about it I don't I, I know there's a, been a little bit of politics there and like mm-hmm. people who used to mess with each other don't mess with each other and there's been new artists coming up. So I'm excited to see like what's happening in Wellington, man. Like shout out Lil Dust who's out there. Definitely. Shout out Wild Shout out everyone in Wellington doing their thing. That's crazy. You've done a bit of work with Lil Dust over the last few years. Yes, yeah, sir. So Is he good to work with? Like He's professional, bro. Really? He likes to make sure that things sound the best quality. It's so.
0: crazy, yeah. He really wanted to learn. I remember he, he would always tell me that he always wanted to learn how to really do the mixing and mastering mm. side of it because not a lot of people really want to do that as an artist yeah. and the fact that he taught himself that Bro, is just he's just taking him so much really good. It. he's yeah. really good it's like. crazy yeah it's so cool he's doing really well too yeah. in Wellington That's crazy so many people want to make the move to Wellington Yeah, and mm. it's obviously like obviously works out in a lot of ways for most people like there's obviously a reason why he would move there but I mean I don't I personally don't feel the need to move out of Dunedin at least yeah. yet for what I'm doing like I feel I feel like people just sort of hop on the idea of going to Wellington because they think, you know, their life's just going to change when they move there. Like I I think there's a difference between somewhere that's like someone that's like, oh, okay, I've done Dunedin. Like I'm at a really good place. I can take myself further. There's more places for me to go and people to make connections with in the city. I think I should move there and and progress. That's cool. But a lot of people I think just go, oh, yeah, Wellington's where it's at. I'll just like – jump in the pool of, of wellington creatives and just see what happens and that's what i don't really understand and see a lot of people okay. doing okay. but i think you, you have to be really prepared
1: 100%. i feel like you
0: have to have conquered the city you're in before you move somewhere else 100%. you know because otherwise you're just you're just i don't know you're, you're gonna, end gonna end being in, in the same, same position. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah because like really realistically all that's different is you're just in a new city like it's same not spot, like it's, it's Hollywood or something, you know. You just you're just literally in the same setup, you know. It's
1: crazy. Facts, bro. Like, I'm definitely considering a move soon because I feel like I've overstayed my stay in Dunedin. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, man. Maybe Wellington, maybe Auckland. We'll see. Right now, I'm just trying to get some workout. Yeah, before definitely. making any yeah. moves.
0: Exa- and, and again, there we just. Making most of what you have now, because you've obviously got a studio space you can go to. Mm. You've got guys that you work with that are here for you. Kind of makes sense to be here, you know. And I, I don't know about Auckland, Like Auckland's so big.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it,
0: it is more sort of, I suppose, ahead, if you can say ahead. It is more of a city, city than like Dunedin is, and, and Wellington's still pretty big in that regard, but. Yeah, I, I I couldn't jump from Dunedin to Auckland. I, yeah. Personally, at least, I don't know what there would be for me.
1: Have you lived outside of Dunedin? Or?
0: Um, not really. Technically, I was in Melbourne uh, in like 2016. Mm-hmm. So my friend had moved up um, because he just wanted to move to Melbourne, I think. And so he'd had a job hooked up there before he went over. And he was my best mate at the time. And he was just like, "You should." we were always joked around about moving to Melbourne together. And that was just such a foreign concept to me that I sort of just laughed it off. (laughs) And then one day he finally said, no, you should seriously move to Melbourne with me. Like, what are you doing here? Seriously. And this sort of contradicts what I was saying. But I was like, (laughs) yeah, fuck it, let's move to Melbourne. I would have been probably... 18 or 19 at the time yeah. Um, and all I, I really had no idea what it was going to be like or what I was going to do there because I wasn't doing anything that I'm doing now at the time I was quite literally like just working a retail job doing nothing else outside of work so I was like well we might as well see what Melbourne's like yeah. so I moved there with him um, we were basically crashing on our friend's couch for like three weeks and I still hadn't got a job. Like basically every day it was like get up, walk down the street, go into every store and be yeah. like, hey, here's my CV and just like constantly getting people – Having people telling you no, yeah, is like bro, the worst I, feeling, man. It was just like that was on the daily basis, just going and then getting food and then like being rejected all day. And I was like, man, this is just getting so old. I
1: went through the same thing when I was sucks. in Melbourne. Bro. Got rejected so much until I finally got like a little retail job yeah. at Connor. So it's
0: just it's. I think it's just because it's so heavily populated there. Hundred percent. To be fair, like when I was looking for work, I was being quite picky mm. i was picking out the stores that i wanted to work out because m- my my mindset was like well i'm not going to just move to melbourne and because I, I work at mighty 10 I, they don't have that over there but they have bunnings i was like yeah. i'm not going to just go to to bunnings. melbourne and work at bunnings <laughs> you know I just that that'll, i will be back at square one mm. so my thought process was like well if i'm going to live in melbourne i'm going to work at like a coffee shop or like a cool clothes shop or something like that so I was going into these particular places getting jobs and That would have been why I was getting rejected because they probably only can pay like three or four staff there anyway. Like not everyone's always advertising and there'll be so many more people like me in Melbourne that are thinking the exact same but don't have like, that thing was I didn't really have a safety net. So if I couldn't get a child back to New Zealand, You know, like I was pretty much burning through my savings. So I I don't know if I really quote unquote lived in Melbourne, but I was there (laughs) for two (laughs) months and it was sick though. Like from what I saw, Mm. Again, I wasn't really part of anything. Like I only really got into the sort of the music scene when I came back to Neaten. So this mm. that's the sort of the irony in all of it is that I found what I wanted where I already was. Um, but I I had no sort of the only thing that I really had as an interest was skating. Yeah, and so quite a lot of what I saw in Melbourne was like skating. Like you see skaters here, but I was like in Melbourne. I'm going to see skaters everywhere. And sure enough, like on every block, there's skaters. skaters. And that was really cool to see for me at the time. Cause I was like, wow, there's actually like a big scene of people here doing this sort of stuff. But I didn't go to like any, I went to a couple of gigs that our friends had played at, but like no actual gigs or concerts or anything like that. So I was really out of touch with what was actually happening in Melbourne. So I don't really like to say that I live there or like, Oh yeah, I've done the Melbourne thing. Cause I haven't, yeah. I was literally just there trying to find my way and couldn't. So, but it's a really nice city. 100%. Really enjoyed my time there. Like, it's so sick and so hot.
1: Yes, bro. It, Coming
0: from Deneen it's a bit of a shock.
1: Bro. I remember one time I was there, it was like 45 degrees. and I was, <laughs> And I was going, like, walking on my way. Job hunting. Mm. This 45 degree weather, bro. It literally felt like someone turned the heater on.
0: Yeah, man. I always, I would tell people it was like walking through a hairdryer. That's how hot yeah, it was because like that wind was literally just like yeah, so hot. hot. Wind, it's it's <laughs> twice as hot as like what we ever get here. It was mm. like absurdly hot. Like we couldn't even walk. Me and my friend had went out to get lunch one time and we just, we barely made it back. Like we just went down the road and to, to get pizza or something. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> I can barely make this walk. Like, we're just dripping in sweat. Like, yeah. we're just so not used to this.
1: Now the weather needs to calm down. Or yeah, it's man, too it's hot. crazy. And
0: it'll be getting worse, too.
1: Bro, like, like I, Melbourne
0: won't even be the worst of it, either.
1: It's been really hot here, too. Like, yeah, this week has been week crazy. Last week was hot, bro. I was like, yo, am I just comfortable here now, or this weather going crazy
0: it, is, it, it does pick up randomly I typically run pretty hot so any kind of hot weather just affects me yeah. in the most annoying way like I'm, I'm so used to the cold now that that's just, I think that's just how my body runs but this week has been annoying because it gets really like rainy at night but then it gets really hot in the day, so you've got the humidity throughout the day while it's like super hot, and that just sort of adds to the feeling because you're just so muggy and ugh. And that's yeah. like it's not nice fun. to have some not some nice weather, but like in Dunedin, it doesn't really work out like it does in like Australia because the suns are harsh too. So yeah. you get this sort of weird yeah, sunny right. day, which is not really pleasant, but it's nice and so like, <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Mm. So how was your 2020? Let's talk 2020. 20- what was it? What was it like for you? Like what were you we, we talk about um, in New Zealand, we're obviously pretty COVID free and everything. Mm-hmm. We had our lockdown, which wasn't really anything compared to what the rest of the world was going through. But And it was so long ago for us now, but like what, what were you doing at that time? Yeah. How did you take advantage <clears throat> at that time? Or how did you f- cope through that period?
1: 2020. I don't want to call 2020 a shit year. <laughs> I want to say it was a year for a lot of lessons. Um, I, 2020 started off really strong for mm. us, I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, so New Year's came, I was still in Australia, and then I was coming back February 14th of Valentine's Day, and we already had a show in Christchurch. I was flying in, floated floated that show next day, did the show, that was lit, bro. Like heaps of people turned up in Christchurch. Shout out Christchurch, bro, they always <laughs> pull through when we're there, so um, Heaps of people turned up and then we came back to Dunedin and it was like O week. And then I think we had like three shows during O week. Then nothing happened for a bit. I think we were were planning like shows throughout the country. We were just planning like Wanaka, Wellington, we were planning heaps of stuff. And then COVID came. COVID was, it really derailed everything that was going on. Like even in my personal life, I remember... <laughs> um our landlord, this is a <laughs> fucked up situation, bro. i so we were pretty much me and a homie was we like staying in a flat and we're paying rent to this guy who wasn't paying the rent to the building owner. Oh Jesus. And then the like guy who owns the building just came and he's like, yo, pack your shit. You gotta dip. This guy's not being paying rent. So you guys need to pack your shit in 15 minutes. And get out of here. And oh, this, the,
0: the actual landowner yeah. that, that, yeah, Yeah, we right.
1: were like, oh, what the fuck. We were like, all right, cool. And this was like just a week before COVID lockdown hit for us. So oh, okay. I had to like find a place real quick. So I found that place. And during lockdown, I mean, like, I think like most people, well, I don't know what most people did, but I know I just took that time to like relax. I was writing and posting some freestyles on Instagram and doing all that, but... For me, I don't know. It was I, I got more creative. I was writing a lot, but there was really not much I could do in terms of like trying to go to the studio and record mm. or anything like that. So you Didn't really have any gear at home to yeah, work with. Nah, I was not prepared for the lockdown. Lot. Um, but yeah, just wrote music, chilled. That's
0: kind of all you could really do, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's such it's such a weird time. Like you say, you're in such a high. And then you it literally gets all taken away. Wow. Like it's so rare to have that happen. You know, like literally have to put life on pause for a bit. It's so crazy.
1: It was yeah. It was a weird weird time. I mean, we we'd talk with the boys like, damn, this year like we started off really high. Like things were moving in order. But outside of COVID, like things kind of went lit too, bro. Like yeah, right. Um, I remember what we we'd done heaps of shows here. After COVID, we did, we opened for Jess B, shout out Jess B. we opened for Jess B in Christchurch. That was sick, probably one of our best shows we've had to date, um, like... I I think things just slowly started picking up, man. Yeah. And and
0: again, because our lockdown was so short in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't really like a huge amount of time for anyone to sort of be taken off the map, you know? Like if you couldn't work and couldn't put stuff out, it wasn't like anyone had forgotten about you. It was just like a little pause in everyone's life here, really. It was just like he could sort of pick it up again pretty quickly. Facts. Yeah. So we're lucky in that regard compared to like America. Imagine being a musician in America and just not being able to like go and anything like you've got you probably would have accumulated some gear by now like mm-hmm. just ordering stuff to your house but still it's pretty it's pretty hard like not being able to play live shows and stuff because that's the, that's the majority of a revenue for yeah. artists is playing shows right mm-hmm. that would suck man i can't imagine
1: uh. Shout like shout out Jacinda, she did it. <laughs> they called it early. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> thankful for that for sure. I mean,
0: uh, that that could have been so much worse if it'd been done too late or mm. if, if yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how it worked out actually. But like, it's it's weird to think that you know, there's a lot of comparisons that go on. Like we're sort of being put on the map in this whole thing in terms of like. How we've dealt with COVID yeah. and you know, got nice cases and there's so many arguments going on about like comparisons. Oh, well if America would have just done its own or if everyone actually follows the rules and rah rah rah. Mm. And granted a lot of that is true, but like we are really an isolated country yeah. with a very small population, like it's pretty easy to stop things coming in and out. So we did have that as good of a, as as good leadership as we had. Um, we did have the benefit of yeah, just being like, in the country that we were in,
1: you know? I feel like America, it, it was never going to work out. Yeah. Like there's just too many people, different states, different laws in different states. Like it's bound to be happening, but what's happening there is crazy right now, bro. Like
0: everything politically,
1: like yeah. the racial tension over there. Like, so crazy. The start
0: of this year was just bro. that, that first week of January over there. It was like, holy fuck. It was, it was literally opening, like, the gates of 2021. 20, <laughs> so, that I looked at it, I was like, fuck, here we yeah, are. So crazy. Here we go man. again. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. I can't believe that that they, they could get away with what they did, the people that, that went into yeah, the Yeah,
1: stormed the Capitol. Yeah, it's
0: like, I don't know. It, if you compare it to, like, all the other stuff that happened earlier in the year, like, when all the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening mm. over there, and the amount of policing and security that was everywhere when there, that was going Bro. on, it's like, this is literally what you were afraid of happening happening and you're not doing anything about it it's
1: it's just ridiculous i am not surprised like literally nothing surprises me anymore but like especially in america it's yeah. it, it happens there <laughs> it's like
0: i've said that a lot recently and just just any news these days just does not surprise you I like that's it. pretty crazy that in itself yeah. but it's still like
1: yeah, like, like I don't know. Word. I don't know yeah. if we just like become numb to this shit because yeah. we've been seeing so much happening over social media. Is, but I'm really not that I don't care or anything. I do care, but like, it doesn't faze me as much. But yeah. like, I'm just so used to seeing, yeah, seeing it. So. And
0: the fact that you can you can have all this news presented to you whether you want it or not through mm. social media as well is another thing that dampens things because you have so much content that is in a meme format and so many content that is in like a realistic format that that sort of gets faded over each other. And sometimes you see what is news and it just appears to, you see it sort of in line with all this other comedic content that you see and it sort of just becomes nothing because it does just get sort of merged in with everything else. I think that's what a lot of happens and especially how a lot of millennials interpret content that they see on social media you kind of just laugh some things off because it seems as though it's like a joke or people make jokes out of serious situations and so it's hard to actually like interpret what is actually happening yeah. and I think that's why with certain things we just, it just sort of goes over because we're like, mm, yep. yeah, America.
1: America. That's so crazy, <laughs>
0: But I mean, it's, I hate to say it's not our problem but like, I don't know how much of this sort of stuff sort of affects us as a country. It sort of it affects things like, you know, in, in the grand scheme of where we're headed culturally and and racially, you know, and all all these issues and things, but you know, do you, you can't really do much about it. You know, yeah, it's, it's gonna kinda, it's gonna turn its own wheel. It's it's crazy.
1: Mm. Like, there's nothing we can do about like the people storming the Capitol building. But I feel like to be aware of just how we interact in New Zealand culturally, like just how we treat each other, like mm. just. How we view, diff- like, I feel like, let's say, I feel New Zealand's real new in having, like, a lot of immigration coming in, mm. whether it's, like, blacks. I know it's new um African immigration, but I'm sure, like, Asians and other people have been here. But I think, I don't know, what I'm trying to say is, like, we can watch and learn from America mm. and know Definitely. what not to do and not... Go on that path, right? yeah,
0: definitely, and that's it's pretty easy to do. And again, it comes a lot of it comes down to the le- leadership too. Like we have Jacinda, they have Donald Trump. Like that's a huge yeah. part of how the country is being run. You know, and so that affects everything. But yeah, I think culturally we are just very different anyway. Like the Kiwi culture is very. I don't know if modest is right. The word we just have a genu- genuinely like friendly sort of atmosphere around here. Like most places you go, like a big part of New Zealand culture can be quite standoffish. I've noticed mm. that too, but I think genuinely everyone's just sort of doing their own thing. No one's really too worried about what other people are doing, just in the in the on, in the big picture. Yeah. And we sort of also have like the fact that that we all really followed the lockdown rules and bit yeah. COVID is because we all follow the rules for the most part whereas a lot of american culture is this is my country and these are my things and this is my property and i have the right to go out and do this and that so that just obliterates anything any government doing because people are just going to do what they they want and people know that there are going to be a huge mass of people that are going to agree with what they say because there is a huge mass of people there Mm. you just can guarantee if you went out to the street and started preaching something you'd get a huge group of people and you could go and do whatever you wanted which is a crazy thing to think whereas Dunedin if someone just ran down the octagon Yelling some crazy shit about Trump or God knows what. People are look people at you like the fuck, right? Like <laughs> that just that just doesn't happen the same way. So that's I think a big part of why these things happen in America is just there's there's such a huge divide between left and right. Hundred percent. It just you you're never going to have the whole country really happy because there's so many people that believe vastly different things from different parts of the country. Like that's another thing. The country's so big you literally have like a whole population of people on either side mm. that haven't really sort of met each other or been able to sort of like, yeah you know, again, in the grand schemes, obviously people have sort of been everywhere in
1: America, but like interact with each yeah, other. Yeah,
0: you know, like, it doesn't really cross over. Whereas New Zealand, everyone's everywhere, really. So like we all sort of have the same way of thinking. Like you look at like how the voting yeah, came can- out for the, for the well, not, not completely, I but reckon- if you look at the stats that came out on, on the election last year, Look how many people voted for Labour and and the rest of the country voted like that's a huge right. chunk compared to other elections at least of how those numbers have worked out. But like the American one, that was that was pretty fifty yeah. fifty the whole way. So that's it another close. yeah. There is definitely a population in New Zealand of people that are I guess right wing if you if you're going to call it that, which is weird to think like the the amount of people. It's weird to think a party like um, like New Conservative for some reason. The fact that they are there is is kind of weird to think because you sort of see a lot of that in America, and that was weird to see how many like that actually getting votes. Yeah. <laughs> like it's weird to think because like of course you're in the the echo chamber of your own views as well. That like, you're typically going to surround yourself with leftist people if you're a leftist person, and you're going to see majority of what you believe in through social media because you follow certain people that agree with you. So it's weird to think that there is a population out there that are voting like the complete opposite. Opposite of what you are, because you never see those people in real life. But then, you when you see the stats up on the board, it's like, "Oh, New <laughs> Conservative, one point six percent of the vote." It's like, "What? it's so crazy!" Cake. Yeah, and I think that's another part, of, just a reason why we've done so well with everything. it's just we're, we're pretty, like everyone's pretty. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We New Zealanders, you know.
1: uh yeah, nah, shout out New, new Zealand.
0: Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're going to you're, you're planning to to move somewhere eventually? You're wanting to sort of get out and in, but you want to stay in New Zealand, I presume.
1: Um like if, if we if you didn't like, have
0: the limitations of of COVID going anywhere else in the world do you think you'd still want to be in New Zealand like can you see yourself in like LA or something like that
1: um because that's man, just a whole nother yeah, step up like, like it just depends at what point I am in life yeah for sure like personally I don't really rate America that much regardless so. well after what we've <laughs> said you know like it's kind of weird yeah. to think to move there yeah but um if I can have a successful life in New Zealand, or I don't see a need to move. Makes sense. But right. if I see different op- like options of success leading me somewhere else, bro, I'll go. Whether it's China with I'll go, bro, like Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean if if the if the means are there, you know, if you've got if you've got a way to get there, you know, you've got stuff set up. Like I think that's the only realistic realistic way you'd see yourself moving in is whereas if you you knew what you were getting into when you got there, you know. Mm. Like it's such a crazy thing to think that you could just move to another city and and you'll find your way once you're there because that just never works out.
1: That's what I did coming just get here. swallowed up. Yeah, that's how I came to Dunedin, bro. Like, one, I was talking to my homie who I hadn't talked to him like five years, and he's like, "Yo, what are you doing, bro?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not doing anything, man. I'm just at home chilling at most. And he's like, "Bro, come study in Dunedin." I'm like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, I'm in Dunedin," and I was in Australia at this point. Oh, said, well. and I was like, "Oh." For real, he's like, yeah, comfortable. You can stay with me. And I'm like, I so- bet. Book my ticket. <laughs> Book my ticket the next week, bro. I was true.
0: <laughs> that must have been pretty convincing. <laughs> well, what what were you this was this when you were in Melbourne?
1: This wasn't when, when I was in Townsville. Like oh, I true. just because I was prior to me moving to Townsville, I was working in the mines at Mount Isa. Really? A bit. Yeah. Oh, what was, was that like? Well, like it was long, bro. Hard work. Yeah. yeah. Sounds I'm, like it. a friend of
0: mine was doing that. I don't, he might still be doing it. That I went to school with. He was over there in Melbourne somewhere in melbourne or out of melbourne working in the mines i was like what <laughs> like <laughs> is it literally involved like mining what's like, that it's another stupid question but like what were you doing there were you literally
1: mining just like hacking nah, i was just pretty much like guiding the gates things in the in the mines uh, really? not actually doing the mine true <laughs> <laughs> that's um, such an interesting field of work but sorry carry on. yeah so um yeah. So after that like I fractured my pelvis playing football. Whoa. <laughs> <It was just laughs> How did you manage that? <laughs> I thought I was messy, bro. <laughs> so I, I try to like do the like, or some shit. No, I try to do like the slide tap oh. slide kind of shoot thing. And you just So I slid around. like and my legs stayed in place, but the rest of the body went and just <laughs> fractured. I remember the coach, cu- like, No, I just put some ice. Nah. <laughs> just <laughs> sprayed some coolie. I'm like, bro. I think I'm done Jesus. so I had to like move from Mount Isa back to my mum's because I couldn't work yeah and then I was healing and then I just decided to stay in Townsville because Mount Isa was not it
0: was it a slow process to heal
1: um yeah bro like the, there's nothing they can do you just have to let it heal by itself
0: right you don't get cast up for anything yeah, you nah. just sit, sit, sit there yeah oh, that's crazy
1: so um I think it was maybe like a couple months bro maybe four or five And then, yeah, I stayed into Townsville. Like, never tried to get work in Townsville. They do not hire you, but they did not hire me for like two years. (sighs) So I was like, What? Just in anything? Anything, bro. Like, anything. I maybe got a job going like door to door salesperson, like for trying to get people to sign up to like this electrical company. (laughs) (laughs) But. man that shit was a scam bro like yeah I,
0: it's it's weird to think that you're when you realize like you're part of a scam and you're just honestly
1: but I, I like they took me from a different city so from townsville to cairns to do this door to door shit and then i as i'm there in cairns i'm like bro this shit is a scam like so i was oh. just like bro I'm, I'm not fucking with this and no like, nah, send you back and i'm like Definitely send me back, bro.
0: Yeah, that's such a weird concept to go door to door, yeah, like literally bro. knocking on strangers' and like, doors and being like, "Hey, sign up to this, and we'll give you such and such." Like, it's so mm. weird. You're literally in their personal space. Like, it's like,
1: bro. I, I, felt, I, I felt so bad, bro. I I ended up calling like all the because I'm not sure if they knew that old people live here, but a lot of them were pretty older. Yeah, right. So I'm, I had to call them back. I'm like, "Hey, just cancel everything I said." Like, <laughs> yeah, cancel it. So they sent me back. But, um, yeah, I was in Townsville for a bit after that. No job, not doing anything. And my homie called. He's like, come in. Dunedin, come study. That's that's
0: so sick, man. So what did you end up studying?
1: So I studied. Um, my my grades didn't transfer, so I had to do, like, a certificate oh, three. Yeah. And um, foundation. And then certific- I did a foundation course, then certificate four, business, then did commerce for a bit. Then um social services. True. Yeah. Sick. And now I'm trying to do commerce again. So, try and do it again as in yeah. like, like so a post federal like. No, nah, the first time I didn't finish. Oh true. Cause um, I moved to what's it called? Invercargo for a bit. <laughs> no, <you're laughs> well, <kidding. laughs> I moved to Invercargo to try to get the fees free. Oh at right. SIT, yeah. But, yeah bro, not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. Like Invercargo was just grey the whole time, just the worst time. Yeah. like shout out Invercargo, but damn, bro.
0: It was, I've never heard of anyone that's moved to Invercargo, ever.
1: Uh, just, <laughs> I just took an hour, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I
0: mean, that's, I mean, that's probably why they have that scheme, you know, to get people yeah, down bro, there. Yeah, they,
1: they got me. Bro. <laughs> they well, got
0: was that me. before you could get first year free? Yeah, yeah. this was before first right. year free. Right. Well, fair enough, but.
1: But yeah, it was Just not worth it, it. It was not worth it. <laughs> if you <laughs> don't go to SID,
0: That's so funny. And you—you've had a—you—you you were talking before about Christchurch. You say Christchurch is a pretty good place to be. That's sort of the first I've heard of anyone really saying um, that. To be honest,
1: not saying that Christchurch, bro. I've had bad experiences in Christchurch, like being arrested for fuck all, bro. But um, not. I like Christchurch. Every time we come there. And perform they always come up like they show love they come through that's
0: crazy so you've got a name there obviously yeah did you ever live there for a bit never people lived just it. people just went never there lived
1: there but i think loved it yeah other people have just come from their friends inviting them to a show or mm-hmm. they've seen our stuff on social media but yeah when we go out they show love like shout out all the christchurch boys man like then always
0: showing love. So is, is it still like the best shows are when you come back to Dunedin? Pardon? Is it still like, are the Dunedin shows still the, the better shows for you? Or would you, would you say there's a, other places, like other cities that you've had better performances in? Mm. Like a Wellington show, say, compared to Dunedin, is it always like so good to play back in Dunedin?
1: Or is it like, man,
0: that's crazy to go and do a Wellington show? I think... Because it's both, like, it, I, guess, I guess you'll have more... Followers in Dunedin,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it's 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 the feeling of going somewhere else, yeah, for of, sure, outside of Dunedin. That's really like exhilarating, I yeah, guess. That, that's that's the that's, that's like the best part for me. But man, like, like let's say Yuba. Yuba shows always get lit, but are people there really to see us, or they're just there for like some yeah. cheap drinks and. Get, have
0: fun that's crazy yeah because there's sometimes you can end up at a place and a show's on you don't really know you just sort of get there and pay yeah. on the door you you weren't really going there to see who's on but you're there and you're like oh yeah sweet or yeah. you know you went to see someone else but you're opening for them or like you're the main act but they're here to see someone beforehand sort of mm. thing so you sort of get like spill-ons from audiences anyway yeah. i suppose wherever you're at
1: yeah so um i i enjoyed like bro the Dunedin shows we do i always lit. them lit. <laughs> but i think I prefer going outside of Dunedin to because that way you really see, like, who actually fucks yeah, with your music. Yeah, like, who's going out of the way. Like, who's coming to see you. Rather, like, Dunedin, you don't even have to come to see me, but you'll still have a good time. Yeah, for sure. But yeah.
0: That's sick, man. So where where are you looking to take your music now? Like, what do you sort of have working in the moment? Like, not that you, not that I want you to spoil anything you've got going on, but like, where are you sort of trying to head? Like, have you, are you working towards an album or like, what have you got on the agenda?
1: So I've been trying to do an EP for a while, bro, but it's just, as I evolve my sound, like as I grow older, my sound is changing with me. So it's just a mixture of like trying to, Get the best songs that fit into my ep but right now i'm focusing on like releasing singles i want to focus on releasing singles i think that's smart build up a bigger fan base mm. and yeah once i do that that's when i want to drop an ep so. definitely
0: yeah that makes sense to do it that way because you're keeping people interested you're still mm. dropping content it's little bits at a time but you're keeping people on the loop and you're getting people sort of more familiar with you as an artist because it would be weird to think you just sort of drop like one or two songs yeah And then have people wait for like a couple of years to get like an album or project out because people sort of forget, you know, you need to keep people interested. But I can imagine that would be hard trying to work on an EP but then make other stuff sort of on the side that doesn't sort of tie in. Like I suppose there's points where you might come up with a single and then, oh no, that'd actually be good for the EP and sort of put it into that list or vice versa. You go, that's sort of a throwaway. Maybe i will just release that on its
1: own. 100%. Like I think that thought process I had of like, Exactly what you discover, like, making a single and, like, mm. fitting it to the EP. It's slowed me down a lot. Right. I feel like, at this point, I just need to m- drop singles. Yeah. Drop singles. And, yeah, we'll see how that goes from then on and get that EP on the way. Like, I've made pretty, maybe, like, three or four different E P track lists. True. And just ended up changing them. So, I'm going to hold off on that for a bit. It's good, though. Like, I think... It's
0: probably good to to sit on it for a wee while, especially if you want it to be good. like there's there's such a difference between just dropping an e p mm. and actually working on your next project, you know, because you could you could really just have like a throwaway collection of songs on an eP yeah. that people just sort of skim through and, and don't really think twice about. But you could take the time, really, to work on something proper, something that's cohesive and something that sort of makes sense as a collective, but like that can take time. Like, it must be so hard to to orchestrate the two, you know, try and figure out how you actually keep blurting things out, I suppose. But I guess, I guess it depends what sort of genres you're into because you could – like, when you're, when you're getting beats and stuff for an EP, are you looking at a coercive co- – co- what was the word I just use? You know what I mean? Co- yeah, cohesive. Cohesive. Beats like you sort of looking out for something that matches, or is it just like something that hits for you and it's like sort of
1: as soon as you listen to it? Yeah. So how I look at like EPs and mixtapes and albums, it's it's all stories. It's a story and I feel like my understanding of it, it has to match. Mm. It doesn't necessarily have like the beats have to be the same, same type of beats, but the story has to make sense. Yeah,
0: and that's going to translate through it all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's pretty much... I'm not really looking for a certain type of beat or a certain type of sound for the EP. I'm just trying to tell the best story Mm. for the project.
0: How often are you in the studio with a producer or is it more just you get beats sort of sent to you? Because you've obviously got a few people here that you're working with. I presume in those times you're in the studio and they're tweaking stuff, sort of at your discretion,
1: I suppose? So most of the time... I like to work by myself like if I'm in a process of writing a song there are times where I can get someone in to come in and like hear their idea and just like oh because my homies who I make music with the voice boys they they know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. like they have the ear for music and they can hear certain things that can elevate the song or just things that we need to switch up but most of the time I feel like it needs to be me on the paper like it needs to be me on the song. if I have too many people talking in my ear, it might yeah. just throw things off. Like I feel like, okay, there's no longer my vision for the song.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. It needs to be your, you through and through when you're, when you're making it.
1: But I always love hearing like people's advice. And stuff. Yeah,
0: definitely. But you, I guess in post though, you know, you yeah. want to present an idea and then get feedback when you want to, not just sort of having people mm-hmm. there all the time. Yeah, but so. in terms of like the beat, like if, if you had a beat that you liked and you were, you had it there and you're in the studio by yourself when you're working on it, and then you sort of some, do some sort of vocal line or ad-lib and you want the beat to sort of, mm. you know, fade out or something or do something else in that, would you sort of send it back to the producer and they give it back to you again? Or are you like, let's go to the studio today because I want to execute yeah, this so idea? so what sort of, would we'll do? Or is it not that deep? I'll,
1: <laughs> I'll get the stems sent to me. I'll, whoever produced the beat, I'll say, yo, send me the stems. I want to switch it up and yeah, we'll right. go from there.
0: Okay, so you, you can manipulate a bit when you have yeah. to. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's cool. That's handy. Cause it otherwise is. you're stuck away, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's no, good to have, bro. Like, like, shout out Michael Musley as well, bro. He's, I was
0: gonna mention him before because that's a name I've seen propping up heaps on yeah, your Instagram. Yeah, he's, he's doing things, bro.
1: Like, Musley Musley's the homie, bro. He's <laughs> he's been he was recording me twenty seven, no twenty eighteen, 2019. Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Like that's just a homie, bro. He's doing his thing. He's killing it out there in Auckland.
0: And he's done a wee bit of work with Errol as well, because I think that's mm. where I've seen his name propped up too. It's a pretty good production. Yeah, he's, he's
1: sick, bro. Like, he's fucking—he's so good, bro.
0: Do you think you'll ever get more into the beat making side of things? Me?
1: Yeah. I want to, bro. It's fine. Like, yeah. I think it would always be handy to, like, cook my own beats how I would like a sound for myself. Yeah, for sure. But, man. It is hard. It's just though. me putting in that effort too, bro. Yeah, definitely. But I think. I think yeah I, it's something I really need to do just cuz um musically I don't have like a lot of influences like I don't listen to a lot of music so cuz I find that like if I do listen to music it may influence my sound yeah so I try to sure. like to listen to like, no music at all that makes sense. or I only listen like a certain playlist like how you do it as yeah. well so yeah if if I did have that talent I think it would be so dope cuz I feel like in my head I can I'd be able just to create something different.
0: But. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a fine line um, because there's so many producers that do their own work. They make the beat and they rap on it themselves. But the hell I interpret this, and I, I obviously, you know, my opinion these sort of things is just based around how I think I would be in a certain scenario. But I just know through making beats that I get, I can get sick of my own stuff so quickly. So the yeah. benefit of having... Beats being given to you is you don't have that you you completely eliminate that sense of doubt around yeah. the beat because it's like oh should I have done this differently or oh, I'm sick of this melody because I made it you know whereas some when someone else has done it for you like imagine getting sent the whoopty beat yeah be like. Phew, you know you don't you know if you'd made it it probably would sound so much different than if someone else did but so i I'm, feel like there's such a fine line between like appreciating the music like you can get way too personally caught up in the music because when you've done every single little bit it can eat away at you at least that's what it would feel like to me you know so it's probably good that you have producers there with you
1: yeah um i'm kind of the opposite you reckon? Like i <laughs> I enjoy the stuff that I do. Like, so, not to sound cocky, yeah, even, no, but well, that's I just genuinely that's like super helpful, creatively of enjoy my music. Yeah. <laughs> and like again, that's also another thing that got me into making music. Like I want to listen to music that I like for sure. So I'm gonna make music that I like. Makes sense. So I don't know. I feel like if I was making beats, I've made beats before. I've actually yeah. I've gotten decent at making beats. It's just I didn't practice, and now I don't have that skill. Yeah, for sure. But. When I was, bro, I was enjoying, like, the beats I was making. I think it was more like, yo, I actually did this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah true i think that's Adds a whole nother level of confidence yeah like yeah
1: yo i did this like and it's not bad so
0: yeah that's cool that makes sense and and not to say that like every you know beat that i make is i yeah. think is trash because there's obviously like i'm making it the way i want it yeah you know in that process but it's more just sort of coming back to it or like listening to it over and over again so sort of like how hey, you explained you do with some things i just i get i just sort of get bored of it yeah. i'm sort of onto the next one i'm sort of still waiting for that that beat yeah, you know like roughly it really comes but.
1: How, how let's say you've lit, you're listening to a track that you've made or how often do you say you'd listen like you've played it over and over like to the beat yeah
0: well the thing with this is me because i'm i'm no musician and i'm no i like this is not making beats and making music is not on my sort of you know, it's it's not a big passion of mine. It's just something I sort of I do on the side. But when I'm making beats, I pretty much get to a point where I've got like a loop, yeah. like a 4, 8, maybe 16-bar loop. Yeah. And then that's it pretty All much. Right. And I'll just come in and I'll just listen to that. I, I really lay a beat out yeah. um, because I still struggle to just get to the stage where I feel like a beat is worthy of me laying it out. Yeah. I do have one at the moment that I've fully laid out front to front to back and exported it. And I've been listening to that pretty much like every day for the last couple of weeks. So yeah. that's that's <laughs> sort of sitting on the shelf, I suppose. But typically my beat-making process is I'm really just fucking around. Like mm. I'm, I'm not seriously like, right, hey, you know, I I don't want to be a big musician. Granted, that would be sick. Like that's, <laughs> that has been a dream of mine. But yeah. I'm not r- seriously pursuing that because I have artwork and podcasts and everything else to do. So it's really just having fun. So for me, I, I guess the question is sort of, a bit biased because I, I don't really have the ambition to really take it anywhere. So it is just fun, but I can listen to things over and over way too much for sure. Yeah. And it translates it out.
1: No, I thought about it. Like it would definitely be different listening to like a beat on its own without no vocals mm-hmm. or anything. So like I can get tired of listening to just an instrumental.
0: Yeah, for sure. But but the thing is, if you're, if you're, a, if you're an artist and you're, and you're putting lyrics, if you're, you're wanting to be the artist for the track, that's such a step up when you start putting vocals on the beat because realistically like these days the beats is a good chunk of what makes music music that's what people are looking for especially in trap and stuff but at the same time like when when vocals come in people's attention sway so the beat can come in really hot and you're like yes cool we're into this and then the, the vocals can come in and, and not that the beat fades away, but you your attention is focused on the the lyrics more. So when you start to actually put vocals onto a beat, it feels more like the song's finished because you're yeah. not focusing on the beat so much. You're yeah. more just fo- focusing on the time. And that's something I haven't really experienced because I've never really started to put focus on my own track. I've done it like one time, like three years ago. And I've just never really, it, it's funny how much I didn't like that beat until I put Vocals, vocals on it yeah. and it's back and it's like oh it's a song now because you, you just it's sort of the, the rhythm is in you and it's it's overlaid with something else so it's not you're not fully looking at just the beat and I think that's why I'm, I'm sort of stuck with beat making because yeah. I just haven't decided to put vocals or anything like on top.
1: The, the first time I really like felt that there was this young thug. I forgot the name of the song but
0: you forgot a young thug song
1: I forgot the name <laughs> <laughs> but well, like the song was fire I think maybe it was like I don't I want to say with that or check, one of them. But um, That's I was point. like, yo, I want to I wanna hear rap to the instrumental because, mm. bro, Young Thug just killed that song. <laughs> I heard the <laughs> instrumental and I was like, yo, this is not <laughs> the same song. Crazy, like, yeah. This does not most, sound most that Because most of the good.
0: times, I think, like, most of the time you're not actually going to find the beat mm. of that song. You're just going to find some remake of it and you're like. Mm.
1: But, bro, like, it was the beat. It was the beat. It's just it the was. vocals yeah, weren't right. that good. That it made the song just fire. So. <laughs>
0: That's crazy how much that can mm. that can happen, and especially with like a lot of artists and rappers doing ad-libs and stuff as well. And a lot of people get into the more melodic side of things, like actually trying to sing on rap songs too. It's a whole other instrument. It's a whole yeah. other layer. Like it becomes like fifty percent or more of the song because they're putting all this stuff on. You take that away, and you're sort of left with nothing a lot of the time. Because a lot of a lot of artists, I imagine, will approach music the opposite way where rather than having a beat and putting lyrics on, they write something first and they just and then need a beat to go along with it, you know?
1: That is a terrible way to like...
0: Have you tried it that way? I
1: could never do that. It's crazy. It just, to me, it wouldn't make sense. Like I've, I've never wrote like that. So, but... You'd have to have well, an I mean, idea like, I suppose I have, already you wanted to get out. I've, I've written lyrics for a different beat, but put them on a, another beat. Oh yeah. But I've never really like just... Write random lyrics randomly, and then be like, "Okay, time to look for a beat." Like,
0: yeah, well, I suppose just, you can't do that a lot yeah, of the time. That would be so weird. How the beat's going to be laid out? Yeah. <laughs> but you could, you could write a song. Like, you could be like, "Okay, well, I want to write a song about, I don't know, my new car or something." Mm. You know, and you, you've got that idea for what oh, you're yeah, going like, to talk about and you know, and then you just want someone to produce the beat to go along with it. I can imagine that process, but like, you could never write some lyrics and then like, go find a beat and put them together. Like
1: what I do with those things, right? Let's say I'm feeling some type of way. Let's say, yeah, I'm right, talking about some shoddy who, I don't know, <laughs> some girl, something happened, right? And I'm feeling some type of way about that. Like I can think of bars and write those bars, but and then, like, save them and then look for a beat that could suit, but not, like, write the song from top to finish. Yeah. Finish the song and then look for a beat.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't really work, yeah. does it? Because also, like, if you've recorded something, um, I guess, I guess that's another thing to add to it as well. If you just write the lyrics and haven't actually recorded anything – that could, you could translate, you could mix things around to yeah. work on a beat. But if you've already recorded something, you're going to be in a certain key, then the beat's going to have to be in a certain key. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone works like that. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But yeah, I, it's frustrating, man. Like, again, I admire people that can write lyrics because anything that I've ever written, whether it's lyrics or trying to write something, whether it's a poem or something, I just can't get past my own, like i don't know i didn't even know what you call it like i just i'll look at something and be like oh that's corny as fuck or like that ah, doesn't mean anything on. you know because i don't know it's it's, it's that self-loathing sort of like feeling that i feel like everyone doubt, has it right? for something Self-doubt. that down yeah there's definitely it's not like i'm like that with everything it's just it's just with that yeah. one sort of aspect like i don't feel that way about my artwork like well, I, I can feel confident in that but writing yeah lyrics right, can
1: man again like Usually, those type of things, it's just you, bro. Yeah. And someone else will see it and they'll be like, "Yo, that shit's fire." Yeah. Like, I, that's happened to me with songs. I'll drop songs and be like, "Bro, this shit's trash." Like, I just <laughs> dropped it because. Yeah, yeah. And then someone's like, "Yo, bro, this is your best song." I'm like, "No, it's not. Crazy. It's yeah. not that good." <laughs> yeah, you're,
0: you're your own. You're your own worst critic, mm. you know. And 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 that's really hard to get past, though. And and this is this is. Obviously, what's working out for you is you have so many people around you that are working with you and, and telling you what you're doing right or wrong or what sounds good hmm. to them. When you don't have that, it's such a tricky wall to break or get past because you, you're literally just closed in by your own mind. Like, you're the only person trying to sway yourself out of it. Bro, it doesn't work out a lot of the
1: time. My, my advice with that would just, like, as hard, it's easier said than done, bro, but you just got to do it, bro. Yeah, for sure. You just, you just have to, like, like again the first shit I did was trash it was garbage and I know that now looking back but I'm glad I did it because I think at every stage you kind of measure your progress like from where I am now to where I began but I'm proud of myself for that shit like I've put in the work and the results have been shown but yeah like I said you just gotta do it man yeah you do
0: and I definitely believe in that philosophy and I've applied that to a lot of things in my life but I don't know what it is about music, eh? Yeah, just something, something. I think it's, I think it is again just that sort of because, because singing as well. If you end up singing on something, that's that's a pretty like if you're not yeah. used to it, it's pretty uncomfortable to wow. really like express
1: yourself. Shout out you
0: yeah. Oh <laughs> man, that's that's a crazy tool. I, and that that could also be really hard to work with too, though. Like yeah. I, the times I've tried using it, I'm like fuck because you don't know what song. the the, what key of the, the song is yeah. and you're at a key and it's like, ah, like bro, that, right. that is helpful for sure.
1: Like at the moment, bro, with the songs that I'm making, they're a lot melodic mm. and requires a lot more singing than rapping, bro. Yeah. Man, I, I just wish I'd trained <laughs> <my> vocals. vocals. <laughs> like I'm not the best singer, but with auto-tune, it, it can help out. But sometimes it's real frustrating when you know a sound that you have in your head mm. and you know how you, like I have a song that just, destroyed me bro yeah there's perfect song if if i could sing like perfect song if i could sing bro like yeah so what i have to do now i just have to like get an actual vocalist mm. to come in and sing that part and then i guess i'm gonna have to rap the rest of the yeah, part yeah right bro. oh that is frustrating so frustrating
0: but bro. i think that is that is the problem with autotune because you you're really having to you know, there's the myth around like, oh, you just bought AutoTune, you can sing perfectly. Mm, it's not no, the case. It's not the case. The problem with it is you do have to really sing into it to to be correct. If your if your keys way yeah. off, it's going to change that incredibly and sound terrible. But the, and that can actually not. I'm not speaking from experience here, but I can imagine that actually doesn't help your learning. Mm. It, it will we will do a wee bit for pitch correction if you just got a, like a, it on quite lightly. But if you're really having to go out of your way to change the pitch of your voice to change to what you think is right, yeah. then you might not really have the knack for like it anyway. And it'd much be be a, I feel like it would be a much better approach. Like what you say where you have the note, the sound of what you want the note to be already there and you want to execute that. If you can't get that through the auto-tune, then you might as well just sort of record it without or like at least yeah. try and put that idea without it because the auto-tune going to sort of yeah, Get like, you so confused.
1: If that's not your, if that's not in your range, it's not in your range. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it.
0: Yeah. Like, have you sort of figured out what key? Yes, you love, You can sing in, <laughs> and like you want beats yeah. sort of made to that. F that's minor. All <laughs> producers listening. That's so. Want to send
1: me a beat, F minor. I promise you, it's gonna be heat. <laughs> um,
0: That's super handy, man. I've always <laughs> thought about that. I'm like, I feel like I have to make beats that are of a certain key for me to actually sing on it. Because I typically make deep beats in D or D sharp. Yeah. God knows why. I th- I can, it's actually the only chord I can actually True. play. So that's where I typically go to. But then when I go to sing on a beat that I made in that chord, I just can't do it. just can't hit any of those notes yeah, it's nicely. Right. It's frustrating as hell. I like, that's
1: that's how I feel when when my tracks are not in F minor. Yeah. Where I was just like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Have you ever, like, <laughs> changed the whole key of a beat? Yeah. You've been sent something just to yeah. turn
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Well, <That's> like, like <laughs> I have to. Like, if yeah. I if I want it to sound similar to what I have in my head,
0: it's you no choice. To, it's it's kind of nice sometimes when you turn the pitch down or something. Mm. It's, it's a whole it another like, like emotional yeah. sort of
1: layer to it. Yeah.
0: That's it. That's cool, man. That's That's so handy to be able to know that yeah. because you could get pretty stuck otherwise if you can't really sing that well Man, which will be like, the case for a lot of people especially people that just rap
1: yeah I like went through a lot of practice though. like singing songs in the wrong keys like just not sounding good
0: yeah and that's where you need someone else too because like sometimes you don't know if you're in key mm. and you're singing you know if you don't have auto-tune on you're just singing and you think it sounds right someone could come in and be like oh, what? what is going like, on the, yeah. what is this bro like this is this is terrible you, know, to you need someone because if you're if you're not Pitch aware, mm. what what is that even the right term? You know, if you if you don't have a good ear s- s- for it, yeah. that's that's more the, the phrase. Then you're not going to know what's right or wrong. You're just sort of going to sing randomly, it's going to be nothing. Pitch aware, yeah, I like
1: that. Pitch aware, <laughs>
0: if you're not pitch aware because because it, it is. I think most people do have a point or a key or note or something that they're a bit fuzzy on. Mm. I feel like you have to be pretty trained to really able to be here, everything that's in or out of key, you know, like yeah. it could, especially with vocals because it's so fluid, you could really jump to anything that's out of that pitch. It's actually quite hard to keep a note, yeah. one note the same for like a decent amount of time or fluctuate between this note and that note. Like it's actually quite a skill to have. So yeah. I feel like a lot of people are approaching a melodic, you like, know, idea in their song.
1: That's a good thing about like having the boys, like Timmy, TJZ, they all know like, their keys, they, they they they've like mastered playing keyboard, bro. They know, they just know when something is out of key. So they that's like, crazy. Whereas I'm I'm like not really musically gifted, but I can I can write lyrics, I can rap, and yeah. uh, but they they know how to play instruments. So they'll be like hearing something that I would think is like a normal key, and they're nah, it's not in key. Like change it. Whoa,
0: it's crazy, eh? Mm. And it can be so minute as well, Yeah, but it might just be the difference between like an F and an F sharp or something, you know, just that wee bit out. It's hard to detect, but that comes from years of playing music, you know, as people that can actually play instruments, that'll be ingrained in them. Anyone that can play the keys Mm. free will, they're just going to know exactly what to and what not to have.
1: That's one thing I wish I picked up when I was younger, because I used to go to church to go to church and then they would, like, ask you, come play keyboard. And I was like, nah, man. And they're trying to play keyboard. And it's, f- to-
0: it's funny when you're yeah. young and you yeah, think yeah, like yeah. that. But when you get older, you're like, fuck, I should have yeah, done no, it. Man. I would
1: have been making beats. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> That's the best tool, I reckon, for beat making. Mm. If you can play the keys, you can make beats.
1: Yeah. Like, Everyone, yeah. I know, like, a lot of people who I know who make beats played keyboard. Yeah. Or played some type Makes of keys. Because yeah.
0: that's your main tool when you're working with a laptop. Mm. And that translates to any instrument as well. You can do 808s with the keys. You can do hi-hats with the keys if you wanted to It's crazy. crazy too. that out, man. Yeah. Out. <laughs> it's not too late, though. That's the thing. And that's exactly. what I have to keep reminding myself as well. It's like, you can literally learn anything you want anytime, provided it's not like a physically enduring thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can pretty much do whatever you want anytime. Like, I've slowly been learning things on keys over time. And just like, you can cheat your way through, like... Um, like you know fruity lips like doors yeah. these days are pretty like user friendly and yeah. there's so many quite unquote hacks to like things as well like you can literally set up like a piano roll and put it in D like highlight all the notes that are in a D key you know and just rot- and just draw yeah. it in, you know like that's how you get started but then you learn if you seriously want to learn something from that key, you can look and be like, okay, well, that's not the right note. That is the right note. Mm. And you just get accustomed. Like, that's a cool way to learn. Granted, it's probably not the proper way, but, like, you can pick up little things, and yeah, that's no, what that's I've got through doing it. Super helpful.
1: Like, this conversa- the conversation, bros, maybe want to get back into beat making, because literally the past, like, two, three weeks, I've just been chilling. Yo. And you start making beats, and you start making beats. But it's just Buzzy that came here, and we started talking about That's sick. Yeah.
0: So you have... Fruity
1: Loops, right? I have fr- I have an old version. of fr- I have Fruity Loops 12, but it still True. works. Bro, so. Did
0: you pay for it? Because <laughs> <laughs> so I was yes. going to say, you get lifetime free upgrade. <laughs> yes. Of course you did. Of course you did. Yes, I um, did. No, um, I, I bought it back in 2018, I think. Mm. And when you buy it, you get lifetime free upgrades. So every time there's a new FL True. Studio, I, I get might free just need to
1: there. tell my friend to buy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
0: But if you have that, and you have a computer obviously you have a computer if you have mm-hmm. it that's really all you need because you can play notes on your keyboard facts granted that's a really annoying way of playing keys but it's all there yeah like this is this is sort of your philosophy like what you were just talking about before but you just have to do it
1: 100% right? you just
0: I've, if you want to make beats you can just you all you need is a laptop wait, and some headphones
1: as just with like anything bro if you want to do anything most of the time you're going to find it on youtube
0: yeah exactly so, um, i've been watching so many tutorials lockdown was good for tutorials yeah just watching tons of people just do random shit and it's funny how much you actually pick up once you've watched enough or watch like a certain amount of people do the same video you yeah. pick up so many things and you go and you're like oh i didn't know you could do this or this or even just little things just like when they're when they're showing you the process of how to do something and they have a like a wee shortcut mm. You're like, oh you can do that like that's gonna make my life yeah, so much right. easier just little things like that and you just like build up and build up it's crazy but yeah, if you want to learn anything, you can do it. Thanks. That's the crazy thing about today, and and lockdown and COVID and everything has proved that you don't really have to leave the house to do a lot. 100%, like bro. obviously, when you need, you, there's a point where you need physical gear, but you can you can really learn anything you want, we, whether it's you know. I don't know this, it, it's partly true, but like, I guess what I'm trying to say is we've come to a point where we've realized how much we can actually achieve from home mm. rather than when we're outside. There's a lot of things we don't actually need to leave the house for.
1: Yeah, and like I was watching like this Netflix doc, um, little documentary series, and they had this dude who just taught himself like maintenance stuff. Like, he knows how to f- do electrical stuff, true. fix toilets, yeah. just all from YouTube, bro. So, like we were saying, man. Just gotta do it, YouTube. YouTube greatest tool, 100%. Bro. Like, <laughs> everything's there, everything's online. Bro.
0: It's funny how many people are actually there doing that as well. Mm. It's weird to think, like, there's so many people doing those things, but there's only sort of a fair few people that are actually thinking, Oh, well, I'll make a video on how to show people how to do this, you know. But there's
1: a crazy amount Dude, of stuff on there. There's like this guy, I think I'm not sure if this is his name, but he's called like YouTube Dad. And he just pretty much like because he grew up with no dad, so he makes YouTube videos for like kids without dads, and just teaches them like how to do shit that their dad would teach them how to do. That's so cool. Change a tire, yeah, shit like that. So
0: that's so nice. That's so sick too because there'll be a lot of people in that scenario, Mm. and not necessarily just parents, but just like any kind of teacher or education, or just people that live by themselves that don't know how to like patch a wall or something like that. They can go on YouTube and do that. That's actually a really sick concept too. To be a person that uploads that shit that you know, though. Yeah, Share the knowledge, right? Yeah. Crazy. Look, man, this has been really fun. Really bro. appreciate you coming through, man. This is really cool. I, Hear about your process and stuff.
1: I appreciate you having me on here, bro. You're
0: welcome anytime, man. So we're looking forward to your future. Have you got anything coming up in, in the works recently? Hopefully, we're going to be hearing another single from you soon or something. Um, yes. No spoilers, I, but.
1: No spoilers. Give us a wee something. Look out for Voss. We will be dropping a track summer track it's gonna be fire I'll say next month there you go heard it here first yes, 916
0: <laughs> <laughs> brilliant oh awesome thanks again man if there's anything you want to tell the people uh um, shout
1: out anyone and I don't know just shout out everyone who's been supporting me the team shout out yeah just shout out the whole scene man stay stay blessed Keep it spread it real love keep it real
0: sick man awesome thanks very much
1: Cheers. bye everyone see ya
0: Exactly. <laughs> that was well, awesome.
1: Thank you for yeah, having me, yeah, bro. That, that was fun. Start. That was really good.